news is one of the most insightful businesswomen that I know. Sarah is absolutely amazing. Sarah's wisdom, enthusiasm, and positive outlook on life motivates me to be a better person. Her ability to see the very best in people is just awesome. Sarah's coaching and mentoring inspired me to become an entrepreneur. What an inspiration. Welcome to the Destined for Greatness podcast, where we believe that each person is destined for greatness. I am your host, Sarah Noose, and I'm joined by my handsome co-host, who's my husband, Adam. Hey, babe. Hey, babe. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Doing great. So we have an extra special co-host today who is... Well, she's taking up my room over here. <laughs> Lucy Noose, our oldest daughter, is here because this person who we're interviewing is um, a special to Lucy. And Lucy was actually the one who found her. So Lucy, who do we have on the podcast today? Uh, Jordan Larson. Jordan Larson. And who is Jordan Larson, Lucy? She's USA volleyball player. So Jordan Larson is a USA volleyball player. And I was trying, I was talking to Adam about who was going to be on our podcast. And Lucy heard and kind of interrupted you're in my conversation and said, you should have Jordan. And so Adam and I thought that'd be a great idea. It was a great idea. And she has turned into my favorite USA volleyball player. And mine player. too. Yeah. So it's She's great. the news family favorite, Jordan Larson. <laughs> but she can only be temporarily our favorite player because we have somebody that's soon to be on the USA <laughs> Olympic team, Lucy Noose, probably in the next... 10 years. Wow. Is that the goal? Yeah. I love it. Okay. So Lucy, fill us in a little bit on why Jordan stuck out to you on the team. So first of all, let's set the stage late at night. Lucy news is not supposed to be on her Chromebook, but her parents trust her enough to put her Chromebook away. But her mom hears something in her room. So I walk in USA playing China volleyball Olympics. <laughs> How do you get mad at that? You can't, you're like, okay. So then you and I, Adam, start getting really interested in this USA China match. Lucy, what attracted you to the way Jordan Larson played and the kind of athlete that she is? Um, I, I like her serve. It looks very hard. Looks hard. Yeah. And she looks like a good teammate. Yeah. What are things that she does that makes her look like a good teammate? <laughs> Um, she cheers them on. She cheers them on. <laughs> she cheers them on. It's nothing like having your 11 year old on your podcast at 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> so she cheers them on. It was really special to have this podcast. Adam, you know, for us having our daughter look up to somebody, um, that's a hardworking athlete. It's pretty cool, huh? You know, it's really fun. And I think once Lucy, has started following Jordan. She works so hard. Mm -hmm. She actually, you said it's 11 o'clock at night and she just got done doing serving progressions. She did. In the house. She did. And um, all the time. Can I, okay. We're giving Jordan cr tons of credit, right? Can I also give somebody else credit? Of course. Do you know who it's going to be? Well, I thought me. Uh, no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. But you do work with her a lot. And I am the best YouTube coach yeah you are learner 
You are, learner. <laughs> you are. Okay, but, but also... But I probably am teaching wrong stuff. But I will get on YouTube that. and I will learn how to coach a jump serve way before you're supposed to do jump serves. <laughs> okay, well, Michael Jordan. Um, remember when I told you, Lucy, I said that when Michael Jordan with the, if anybody's watching The Last Dance, which if you're not, you're crazy because it's awesome, except somebody on the podcast doesn't appreciate it as much as he should. Like, I like it. It's, no, Adam, okay. I don't love it. Okay, Adam was watching it with me. If if you listen to this podcast along, you know Adam doesn't really do dishes, right? You've gotten better. You like COVID dishes. That's good. <laughs> but during the last dance, Adam gets up and starts doing dishes. One, that's awesome. Two, how did you get up and do dishes during the last dance? You know, I liked the uh, Dennis Rodman episode, but that was kind of about it. I haven't liked the other ones as much, but I love Dennis Rodman. I need a new co-host. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be it. <laughs> I need a new co-host. That's embarrassing, Adam. Well, Michael Jordan, they said something on there that actually it was his strength coach that said, gosh, every time I'd give Michael a workout, it'd be like 20 reps and Michael would do... 25, 30, 40. If I'd tell him jump rope 100, he'd do 200. Well, lo and behold, Lucy News has adopted that. And so as we work out at night, we'll write the workout down in chalk because every family has a lot of chalk right now during COVID. And we'll write down what the workout is. And Lucy always is the last to finish because she doubles the workout. And tonight we are running um, the last mile of our race or a workout. And I said, man, you know, what's going on? And she's like, I just, I said, why are you doing this? And she's like, I just want to get better every single day. And I really think Jordan has shown her work ethic and then Lucy getting to connect with her. She was really, um, sweet to Lucy wrote her, um, a sweet little message on Instagram. And so I just think it's cool to have role models like that. And, um, just proud of Lucy for one, finding her then two suggesting her. And then Lucy did a bit of interviewing herself, which was super cool. So cool. So proud of you, Lou. Proud of you. <laughs> She's proud of you. Your YouTube coach. So Adam, who as a young child did you look up to? You know, I, one of my favorite players was Chipper Jones. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I don't know what made me like him so much. He was on TV all the time with the Braves, mm -hmm. but, uh, but I think it was kind of the same stuff that, that Lucy fell in love with was, uh, being a good teammate. I thought, he always looked like he was having fun, always had a smile on his face, and he played third base, and I like to play third base. So it's fun when you find somebody that's doing what you want, and you look up to them, and uh, it's great to have a good role model like that, and I'm so glad Lucy found Jordan. Yes. So maybe our next dog will be named Jordan because your dog was Chipper. Or turtle or rabbit or chickens. Oh, yeah. You might buy chickens. Yeah, we do want chickens. No, you do. We do. I do. Yeah. But you know they what? Stink probably. Well, not if they're outside. We're not having indoor chickens. Oh. I think outdoor chickens would be perfect. Well, our friend Andy has indoor chickens. Yeah. Well, we're not having <laughs> indoor chickens. Yeah, but then Lucy, if we had whatever our next animal is, Jordan, it could be Michael Jordan and Jordan Larson, like hmm. the perfect combination. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's hop over and listen to our interview with the amazing, incredible American volleyball athlete, Jordan Larson. Woohoo!
Hello? Jordan. Thank you for doing this. Of course. This is awesome. <laughs> you know what's super cool to me about the whole thing is that um, she was the one – she's been watching – um, and Lucy, you can kind of help me a little bit, but she's been watching USA versus China um, reruns over and over and over. And she <laughs> says, oh my gosh, mama, I love Jordan Larson. She's my favorite player. She does this, this, and this. And I'll get recaps from games. I'm like, Lucy, where are you watching this? And, uh, <laughs> and so it's just, you've been such an inspiration to her. And as a mom to see her, really excited about somebody that's a great role model who has had a lot of success in something that Lucy's interested in has just been really a beautiful thing. And then for you to say yes, that you would be part of our Destined for Greatness podcast made it even that much more special. Yeah, no, that's awesome. She's doing better than me. She's probably watching more of the than I am. So that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Well, okay. So I am so thankful that you're part of this Destined for Greatness podcast. And we just want to ask you a few questions. As I was doing my research on who Jordan Larson is, I have been blown away. So for our listeners who don't know who you are, can you sum up who you are, what you're doing now, um, and then we'll kind of backtrack your story a little bit? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I, um, my name is Jordan. I, yeah, I play professional volleyball, and I've been playing professionally for almost 12 years, and been on the national team for about that same time and um yeah i've been in pursuit to try and win gold so i've uh yeah i've just been trying to keep grinding out trying to be the best version of myself and uh just trying to define that and strive for that every day and uh, currently i'm sitting at home uh still trying to be better and striving to be better and, <laughs> and these constraints but um yeah still plan shifted a little bit obviously with uh now the olympics changing but um yeah that's kind of what i'm doing right now (laughs) yes as we're sitting in this time of quarantine the news of the olympics had to have shook you quite a bit because this is what you've been dreaming of is a gold medal at the olympics what does that do to you mentally as a player and a competitor yeah, I mean, I was definitely, like, a little bit bummed, right? Like, you kind of had, I kind of had my ducks in a row, and I felt like I was kind of getting in pretty good shape, like, physically, so I felt like this summer was going to be kind of a good peak for me, and um, so, yeah, it was a little bit frustrating, but I also think that as a team, we kind of needed this time. I don't know if we were necessarily, like, fully ready. Um, not that that was a bad thing, but, um, yeah, so I'm actually kind of really grateful that we have a little more time, obviously from a personal standpoint, like I kind of was planning on probably retiring from the national team and, you know, had other sites on other personal things that I wanted to do, but, Mm -hmm. um, all in all, it's okay. I can push that back and I, I love being on this pursuit. It's, it's been fun and it's been quite a ride and, um, yeah. Wow, that is awesome. So Jordan is a volleyball player, indoor volleyball player. Can you take us back to when you started? Because like I said, you've been such an inspiration to my daughter, Lucy, who's 11. When did you first get the volleyball bug? Yeah, so I think I started playing like probably when I was like eight and stuff, like through the YMCA. And um, yeah, I was coached by my parents and then I started really playing like competitively, like when I was 12. So my, um, parents introduced me to club volleyball at that age. 
And so then I started traveling quite a bit, um, kind of at that age, and was blessed to be able to part, be a part of a like, youth national team, junior national team, and then just kind of kept making my way up and um, just kept competing. So that's wow. kind of where it all started. That's yeah. awesome. Now, as a volleyball player, did you also, like, throughout high school, um, play other sports, or were you pretty zoned in on volleyball being the it sport? Yeah, no, I actually, my mom was really good about, like, kind of putting me into all different kinds of sports, so I kind of started out in soccer and realized that just wasn't my thing, I didn't like <laughs> getting kicked in the shin, and uh, didn't necessarily like the running aspect, uh, my dad was a basketball coach, so I started playing basketball at a pretty young age, and then I played softball as well, and then I played, uh, I ended up having to quit softball probably at the age of, uh, I think it was 15, between yeah. 16, and so then I, but I did play basketball, and I ran track, and I played volleyball, and I was in the band, like, all the way through high school. Well-rounded so girl, I, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but being from a small town, like, I grew up in a very, very small town, Hooker, Nebraska, population less than a thousand, uh, wow. you had a lot of opportunities to do that, so I'm grateful for that opportunity. I thought about transferring um, partway through high school, but I'm grateful that I stayed and kind of was able to experience other sports because I think it didn't allow for burnout. And I think you're seeing that a lot more. So right. to go on a little bit of a tangent, I think you're seeing that a lot more with some athletes. They kind of specialize a little early. And so then by the time they're out of college, you're like, man, I can't do this anymore. So, yeah. You know, yeah. I love that you're speaking to that because as a parent, we sit here with, we feel, and I think the quarantine has actually kind of um, helped this, but we feel like, wow, if our kids aren't, you know, at this practice or that practice and other kids are, that they're going to get behind, but really studies show and talking to you an Olympic athlete saying, no, the more things you can be involved in, it really does make you that all American type sports athlete to be able to be versatile from softball to basketball to volleyball and do a lot of other things. So I really think that advice is valuable to a bunch of parents right now. So I appreciate that. Um, Okay, talking about volleyball, when was it that you realized or your parents maybe or your coach realized, hey, I could play college ball? Was that pretty early on or was that just uh, – tell us that story a little bit. Yeah, um, I don't know. I was always, like, pretty just athletic. Like, I was more like an athlete kind of molded into, like, a volleyball player, and I just realized, like, I just love this sport and I love – like the team aspect of it. I love not running so much. <laughs> I felt so bad not running so much. And uh, I just, I was just pretty athletic. So I think uh, from a young age, that was probably what people saw and, mm-hmm. and realized that I could play on post, um, post that. But I actually committed to play in college when I was a sophomore in high school. So wow, if I had Jordan. to guess, yeah, I was pretty young, which I don't, again, I don't know if I recommend. I, I kind of knew, like, being from a small town, Nebraska, right, like, Nebraska was really good. It was just kind of a very obvious choice for me. And right. so, um, again, I think it's important to, like, explore all those options. Um, but I, yeah, I think if I had to say, maybe my freshman year mm-hmm. in high school, people were like, hmm, who is this girl, <laughs> you know? But, um, yeah. so I think that. Yeah, that's kind of what I I would say. Kind that's of around incredible. That time. Now you are six yeah. three, correct? 
Were you that height yeah. in um, your freshman year? Like were people like, because you're tall? I mean, obviously you have to be athletic to be an Olympian, but were you tall that early on or did you have a early growth spurt, late growth spurt? How did that look for you? Yeah, I was pretty tall. I, th- I would say I was probably like five eleven, six foot, and then I probably grew a couple inches probably between my freshman and sophomore year. So relatively like later growth spurt, but right. I was still like relatively tall. That they were that was definitely an advantage for me. That is so amazing. And so you played yeah. at the University of Nebraska. Is that correct? Yes, exactly. Yeah, yep. that's awesome. So I'm a Sooner. So did you play the Sooners in uh, volleyball matches? <laughs> We did, we did. That's uh, so yeah. awesome. So I love it. Was it was actually one of the it was one of the hardest gyms to plan because they um, they were a Nike school at the time. I don't know if they still are, but with Nike schools, every time we would use a Nike barbell, and other times uh, we would use the Adidas ball because obviously Nebraska is Adidas. And so, like, it's so crazy that like just changing the ball, how that can really offset and really throw you off. Wow, um, man! It was Oklahoma. Yeah, Oklahoma <laughs> is one of the hardest places to play. Wow, that's incredible. <laughs> yeah. You know what? You wouldn't think that. You would think actually it'd be the same ball everywhere. But that's really interesting that just the brand of ball changes. That's really yep. interesting. Wow. Okay, yep. so um, your story is just beautiful. It seems like, you know, you're great in middle school, high school, now college. I mean, to be an Olympian and to be a, you know, professional volleyball player, that takes eliteness. Where, where did you start seeing, okay, this is what I want to do for a living? How did you know that that was going to be a possibility? Oh, goodness. That's a really good question. I mean, I, I, always kind of talk about at the age of 12 I kind of set like three big goals and I sat down with my parents and I think my parents were both athletes and so they kind of understood you know a little bit what it what it would take and you know okay we want you to sit down and you know set three goals Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be like attainable right now but you know we kind of want to see this like vision you know you have and so one of them was to start varsity um, and one was to play in college and one was to be an Olympian. And wow. I would talk about it. Like, this is crazy. Like, I would, like, <laughs> talk about it with my friends. And not a lot of people like that, right? Like, it was like, who is this girl? Like, what's going on? You know? Right. And, um, so, go, sorry, go ahead. No, that's amazing. You know what I love about you saying that is on my podcast, Destined for Greatness, we talk a lot about dreams and goals, but the biggest part is taking action. And so I think one of the steps in taking action is actually speaking out what you believe could be true about yourself, even far before it happens, because I do believe there is a rhythm with us saying what we believe can happen and then actually walking in that. So I believe that probably had a lot to do with you telling yourself, I'm going to do this. This is how it's going to look and then actually getting to do it. I mean, obviously, tons of hard work, great coaching, hours at the gym, but you believed at 12 that you would be where you are today, and um, you spoke that into existence, which I think is pretty amazing. Yeah, and I still, I don't know, I still feel that today almost. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm like so determined that like if I say something and I'm going to do it, yeah, like I'm going to follow through and I'm going to do it to the best of my ability, and I think kind of, I don't know where that kind of came I don't know I, I I guess I just I was so as a child not as a child as a you know as I was growing up like I think I just never wanted to disappoint my parents you know and uh, I think there was probably a couple of times along the way where I disappointed them and I just like hated that feeling you know and yeah. so I was just like 
not that they would ever be disappointed in like my journey or whatever, but I think I was just so determined to like, if I'm say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. I'm going to follow through like to yeah. the best of my ability. So I think that determination and like you said, speaking it to existence like mm-hmm. that, that totally like resonates with me. I love that. And I think too, that a lot of times we do put pressure on ourselves, but I think it's a really beautiful thing. Like, even though your parents love you, no matter what Jordan Larson does, you know, to be able to be like mom and dad, I did this all of our hard work. Cause it is a team effort as much as it you is. are the Olympian. I'm sure you um, attribute so much of your success to your upbringing and your parents Were they, you, you were speaking about them being athletes. What kind of, were they like, um, college athletes were they olympians as well what what's their background yeah so my dad um my dad dad was uh football and basketball went through high school and then he went on to play division two uh football um and then my mom just played sports in high school but she was i think she still holds like the free throw percentage in our our high school so she was pretty good (laughs) no slackers in your family i like that no (laughs) that's amazing (laughs) well okay as we're talking about dreams and goals what is the next and i have a feeling i know what this is but what is the next big dream or goal that you have um in front of you jordan yeah, I mean, I, I I think, obviously, I think the answer would be a gold medal, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's what I'm striving for. But I think um, before that, it's like I want, I, I want us as a team to, like, really buy into the fact of, like, what it means to play for each other and mm-hmm. what that, like, definition is. I've been a part of, like, some phenomenal teams where there's, like, a crazy amount of talent and it just had felt like we've won all these things, but it felt very like, okay, like it's just, it is what it, you know, like there was right. really no emotional like attachment, you know? Right. And I've found that the times in my career where things have really meant the most to me is like when it's really a team effort and it's like some of our parts, like it's self selfless and everyone knows like, we're here for the bigger picture and um, that's why I play and I just, I I play for that feeling and I, I want our team to get to that point and um, I don't know, again, I'm hopeful for this time because I think I think we can work on those things and get to that point. So yeah, I love that. I love that. Um, yeah. Jordan, as we talk about like our dreams and goals, um, you yep. know, it sounds from listening to you that it was just easy as pie, but we know that isn't true as we're trying to reach goals and dreams. Did you have frustrations or detours along the way that you had to overcome to get to where you are that maybe you could speak to people, maybe not in an athletic situation, but many business owners that listen to our podcast, entrepreneurs, people that have goals and dreams or my sweet Lucy, that's like, okay, I want to be like Jordan Larson, but how do I do that? If I'm not six two, you know, how would you speak to somebody? Um, and tell us some experience about frustrations that you've had along the way. Yeah, I mean, I always kind of, and I don't know if this is kind of what you're asking, but um, my mom was diagnosed with uh, breast cancer when I was a sophomore in high school. And it was relatively, like, low grade. And stage one, like, everything was going to be fine. Like, she was going to go through treatment. And, like, she was going to go in remission because that's, kind of what the doctors communicated to her. And uh, unfortunately, I came back right at our five-year checkup, and it was my senior year in college. And uh, at this point, it had metastasized. So really, there was just 
how to wait till long um, her life and mm-hmm. make it the best it can be. And um, unfortunately, we lost her in 2009. And mm-hmm. uh, also in that year, uh, I had just graduated college. I had gotten married and um, lost her. And so, and then I went to a national team my very first year. And um, yeah, it was just a really tough year. It was. Yeah. Uh, I was trying to make a run on the national team, trying to make a name for myself. I was playing professionally in my first year. Just got married, and it just it was a lot. And obviously, like my mom was my best friend, right? Like. <laughs> Uh, being an only child, like I just um, relied a lot on her, and I think when I lost her after that, I was trying to navigate like who's my person in a sense, you know, obviously right. like my husband at the time, and uh, it's like when you lose that confidence, it's like where do you go from here, and how do you like navigate life without your mom, you know? Right. And so, uh, I'm not gonna lie, I still struggle to this day sometimes, but. Um, and it's probably will struggle the rest of my life because it's just it's such a huge uh, thing in my life that I that I missed. And yeah. but I know that uh, I mean when she got sick, she the first thing she's like, "You better not be missing a tournament," you know. Like <laughs> she just was like my biggest supporter, mm-hmm. and I just I, I play for her, and I just I yeah I know I don't know if that's what you want to speak yeah. on or no, what kind of struggle, thing. but I think that is something for me that I uh, have always struggle with and continue to. Yeah. No, Jordan, I appreciate you sharing that because that is very close to your heart. And um, you can just see from or hear listening to talking to you about this, you know, that your mom and dad have played a huge role in your entire life. And so, you know, I'm very close to my parents too. And so the thought of them not being a phone call away just, you know, gives me a lump in my throat. And it also makes you think like, probably the victories that you have. And when that gold medal is in your hand, you know, that one of the people that's missing that moment with you is your mom. And so I can understand how it's something that you deal with on a daily basis. Would you say that it also drives you to, you know, in some ways make her proud, even though she's not here, but you know that she's, you know, watching down on you and, um, in, in some way feeling her spirit with you? Oh, absolutely. And I just got chills when you said that. So I know that's exactly the reason, like, why I kept going, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I I, never want to disappoint her, and I know that she's still very much here, and uh, she's part of me, and I know that I'm grateful for, like, the foundation that she set for me and, like, the 22 years that I got to be in her presence, you know? And I just hope that I can carry on those values to, um, to my children and... Um, yeah, that's kind of my for sure driving force. Absolutely. I love that. I love that so much. Okay. So the Olympics are scheduled for 2021, correct? Is that okay? So then can you tell us uh, us who are not Olympians like myself, what do you do now? Like, are you in Nebraska? Are you in your team altogether someplace? What do um, your workouts and your um, practice, how does that look right now for you? Yeah. So um, I had signed a short season in China. So I got back in January. Wow. um, By the skin of your teeth, right? Yeah, yes, exactly. I got back, and then, like, two days later, they started the screening at LOX, so I really, oh like, gosh, got Jordan. really lucky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I actually live in California now, and our, our um, training facility is in Anaheim, and okay. so 
uh, from January till about mm, a little over a month ago, <laughs> uh, I had been training in Anaheim and training probably um, like four times a week, lifting and playing some volleyball. And then obviously, like when the pandemic hit, uh, everything kind of went to a halt, and we just didn't know what was going on. Obviously, now with the Olympics postponed, we are kind of on this holding pattern. Is kind of what we're calling it. We're still like trying to stay in shape um our strength coach talked about okay obviously we're not going to be at the same fitness level coming in the pandemic as we are coming out hopefully right but we're trying to be 70 of our 100 and Mm -hmm. so that's what i'm striving for so i basically do a workout in my garage Mm -hmm. uh we do weekly zoom meetings with our strength coach so he can check in on us and um, see how the progress is going. And so basically I lift one day and then I do a body weight circuit and then I do like a recovery or like off day. Mm-hmm. And so that's just kind of like a free day. And so I just kind of continue that cycle until we can kind of ramp up in the gym. And I'm hopeful that maybe in a month or so or less than a month, we can do more, you know, small group stuff where it's like a group of 10 people mm-hmm. and, you know, where we can start incorporating some barbell, but yeah. That's kind of where we're at. It's just a lot of unknowns. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll go from there. Wow. So. I love how you're adjusting. Yeah. And I, you know what I love? probably more than anything that you've talked about is just your attitude. I mean, I know you have been wanting this gold medal since you were 12, really, to you spoke yeah, that those yeah. words. And then for them to say, hey, actually, you have to wait a year. You're like, okay, we'll be even better in a year. Like, what a great attitude. Um, and so I just want to thank you so much. Just um, first, from the perspective of a mom, like knowing that my daughter looks up to you and I know that she's shared who you are with her team, just to be an inspiration and a role model for young girls who do have the desire, maybe not only to play volleyball, but just to excel in athletics is amazing. Um, and just your pure joy and your attitude. And, um, when I first messaged you on Instagram, you're like, Oh, tell Lucy, I said, hi, tell her to keep working hard. And that, that meant the world to her. I mean, she has looked at that message several times. She's sitting right here next to me as I flip my headphones over um, so she could listen to this interview. And um, so I just really want to thank you. And I want you to know that we are hardcore ready for um, uh, the Summer Olympics of 2021. And we'll be cheering for you and Team USA to get that gold medal. Thank you so much. Thank you. And yeah, I just to speak on that a little bit, like I think like how I talked about when I was 12, right? Like, and I just remember that I was that little girl that like wanted to get a message and wanted to do those things. So if I can have that impact on somebody, like I think it's the greatest thing. So Mm -hmm. I, I just, I get excited too. Like when those messages come, I'm like, this is awesome. Like so (laughs) cool. And you know, like I just, I, I want them to, like Lucy to know that there is there's a chance and if you put the hard work and dedication in, like it can pay off and it's it's well worth it. So Jordan, you are so cool. Well, thank you so much. We will continue to follow you. For the listeners that are listening to you now, can you let them know how to follow you on Instagram, um, where they could find you? Yeah, for sure. Uh, my handle is gov ten Zero seven. Sorry, that's random. It's, my nickname is the governor, and oh. so that's why it's go. Yes, and then I love 10, it. And then yeah, so that's where you can find me on Instagram that's and awesome. then Twitter. Um, Twitter. Yep. Okay. Well, good. Well, I'll yep. add the link and tag you. And we are just so thankful for your time. Yeah. No. Thank you so much for having me. And yeah, just I'll retweet and do all that. So thank you. It was nice to meet you guys. You too. 
Hey, it's Sarah Noose, and I believe that you are destined for greatness. Do you have a dream inside of you? You think about wanting more out of life? Well, I have seen incredible life change happen all across the country by women who have signed up for my four-week accountability group. I would love to offer you the opportunity for real life change. Head on over to saranoose.com and sign up. There's limited spots available, but I would love to get to know you, have you join, and watch you conquer your dreams. If this podcast was helpful, it would mean the world to me to have you rate it, review it, and share it on social media. Social media is a big place, and to reach more people, I would love your help. Thank you for joining us today, and remember, you are destined for greatness.